who did tear the intro? If you tear Regan or Henson. Yeah, so quick one. Um, the audio for this episode got messed up a bit, especially my part. Uh, I stopped recording whilst we were on the call, and I didn't realize it until uh, a couple of minutes later on. So a large chunk of my audio got missing. But luckily for us, Michael recorded some part of what I said, so we had to use the audio from his recording which obviously isn't going to be the best we tried to record it again <laughs> i actually tried recording my part again but the vibe just wasn't there the emotions and all the the things then with the tiktok that you know the so yeah i just had to go with this because the vibe is something you're trying to keep intact for this uh, podcast so yeah sincere apologies for the poor audio i know our audio isn't the very best i mean but yeah that's something i'm working on but this is not good at all so sincere apologies and uh, we'll do better next time. Okay, let's get back into it. Who did tear the intro? If you tear Reagan or Henson. Yeah, it's probably for the Monday. Reagan way go church recently. So by this time on that now maybe we should move my How are good church then intro be related? <laughs> okay, so make everybody close the eye make we this guy. Alright, welcome to another episode of the Design Junkies podcast and today we'll be talking about imposter syndrome i don't know what episode this is so yeah episode uh, i'll pass the mic to let me see the guy that came late jeffrey make jeffrey tell me what um he knows about imposter syndrome then we'll move to someone then michael as i put you to the spot there you see the movies <laughs> okay no, yeah. so imposter syndrome i mean if if you are starting something new i mean your journey you you might feel that way at some point in time where you feel like um, you are not good enough you are fraud i want to tell everyone like just know that it's okay to feel that way people always make it look like it's really that bad but just know that it's part of the journey and i bet you you realize that some designers that like in the game some senior designers some point in time they also feel that way so you feeling that way at the start of your journey doesn't mean it be so no like you don't know what you did do i start from my engineering space where it all started i mean i always had that knack for design i always i was always designing on the side but with the engineering space um, when i entered as a service personnel and i saw people doing wild stuff and sometimes when they give me something to fix and I fix it. Sometimes I do fix it, but sometimes I don't. Now on the days where I don't get to fix it, I feel like, ah, this thing cry actually. It be my calling or what? Cause it be like, I don't know where they go on. And um, I'm someone that always love to challenge myself. And although I was feeling that, I was also watching videos and all that. And I just had this realization that it's okay to feel that way but then what you do afterwards is what that ma- like it's all that matters because if you feel that way and you you live in it that's where it becomes worse because you are living what you fear so i challenged myself like okay what do i need to learn what do- don't i know then i started making plans towards it and eventually i saw myself like getting better every time to the point where I reached where I felt like, okay, now I'm in control of things. And even though when I was in control of things and I felt that, oh, I'm still not good enough, I just somehow told myself, now, nah, baby, I'm not be free, no. 
as you see, I'm giving dream purpose, so idiot. Definitely, I did do something right, and there's not a time to actually backtrack myself and try to talk myself down. So, this brings me to the design when I transitioned. I mean, I always had in me that Charlie, the transition there will happen. And when it happened, and I was actually doing what I love to do, like what I wanted to do. I remember they gave me this tax and Charlie, the idea is no, I don't know where everything passed. It'd be like Charlie, I'm blank. I was totally blank. Then I started questioning myself again because I didn't know what to do, what I needed to do. Like it was, <laughs> it was so fucking weird. But I just took some time off, cleared my space, started to like. I always do this. I always self evaluate myself because me, I feel like as an individual trying to like better yourself or something, you also, you also need to be like conscious of this because that will help you actually make plans of you getting better, you making a better plan of getting better. So you self-evaluating yourself will kind of give you this perspective that to win him and win him, you get it. Don't try to soften it, say, oh, as a minimum, if you don't know, you don't know. So then um, me going back, me taking that space, it make us easy now, Charlie, this thing, and you better, sir, but I mean, like I said, it took me some time before I got to this particular point in time where I'm in my career. So this will be the time where I can't talk my body, so I'm not good enough, I'm not fit enough. So I just stopped thinking about that, and surprisingly, I got the ideas started flowing. It was so surprising, like, immediately I stopped, like, talking myself down. It just started happening. I just started having these ideas, then I worked on it. So what I want to say is this thing, like the syndrome, it did. If I accept them, like just embrace them, it did. Just no say it did. But when it happens, it's all about what you do about it. And Charlie, whatever you do about it, in way will determine how your your career or whatever you are doing will project. Okay, thank thank you, Mr. Henson. And Henson answered two questions in one basically about what imposter syndrome was and how to come um, kind of overcome it so probably maybe when we get to that part i'm not going to give you the mic again i'll move on to samo so samo don't talk plenty it be some way they talk plenty that's why that's why i put for them say make you not talk plenty i make it clear say make you not talk plenty so <laughs> Oh, this topic, yeah, this topic, I don't talk plenty. This topic, I like to do a lot more listening than talking. Yeah, and try and learn how you guys deal with it and how best I can pick a few things and implement it in my own life. The point where I came to actually realize that, okay, it's, it's something that is very natural to feel or experience was one of my classrooms. I mean, we were having a discussion with, uh, I think, one of the marketing like one of them c-level people in the company and we are talking in the, in the person's office and the person was like she don't know what she did like she forgives something but like she doesn't feel like she's capable of doing the role that she's supposed to be in. and i was like oh, it was very surprising for me i was like hey you too then it means this thing it's it's very it's 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 very normal because at that point i was also feeling it going through that face right so that was when i came to realization though that this is probably normal the only thing is now i have to figure out 
a way to manage it because it's going to come and go. And in my case, the content goes all the time. And I've come to realize that, I mean, I know I'm probably not answering the question you asked, I think I'm seeing my mind and then I'll probably not speak again <laughs> at the end of this recording. But oh, continue, continue. Yeah. <laughs> but I've come to realize that it's, it's all about perspectives, right? So it's about shifting your perspective. I've come to realize that for me, the reason why I have that feeling every now and then is because of the standard I hold myself to. Right, because you you see that thing where like you constantly have conversations with people, and people like regard you mm-hmm. to a certain level, right? And you don't see right. that you don't yeah. see yourself at that level, but constantly, people regard you at that level, like see you at that level. It should tell you something, yeah. even if it's just one person. Maybe the person is trying to gas you off unnecessarily or something. But if like particularly every person you come across keeps telling you that there's a similar thing, but you don't feel. Like it's it's, it's uh, for me what it told me was that i just put myself to like a very very high standard that's how i've i've i've, I've seen it all this while so when every time it comes i just see it from that angle and see okay just like jeff was saying about evaluating myself and just seeing how best i can the standard i'm holding myself to how best i can reach that standard Thank you, Sam. Um, I remember before, um, I remember I read an article one time where the, I don't remember the exact way, but the person basically said, kind of like feeling, or imposter syndrome is kind of like a feeling of doing the right thing, or you're kind of like on the right path, or you're growing, sort of. Because when when you are um, growing, just like you mentioned, right, you kind of see yourself to some kind of level, maybe the way people they see you. Once you start growing, you go to say, hey, Charlie, Am I the person at this point? Because you, are, you start seeing yourself like, hey, like how they climb this ladder very faster, you feel like you're probably a fraud. And I mean, it's a good sign because it means that, okay, you're doing something right. So rather than just being stuck at one particular place and feeling comfortable, it's more like um, getting out of your comfort zone, doing something, and you realize, okay, I do grow. It's a, it's a sign that you're um, actually growing. So yeah, I agree with that. Michael, please tell us um, anything um, you want to say about imposter syndrome, probably maybe past experience or something like that so i think jeff kind of said it all when he described imposter syndrome right but going into a past experience i feel like everyone has their own unique story when it comes to imposter syndrome right because it's not something that you start with day one usually i know that usually you start your design career or whatever it is that you are doing you start with you wanting to continue right you just want to get good at what you're doing and then it gets to a point in time then you might start comparing yourself to other people or you see um the people that you look up to and then now it might be like it's a long shot to get there right but then there are people that are seeing your work and then are telling you that oh you're good you're this you're that right but to you you're not really there yet when it gets to your head like that that's when the imposter syndrome thing starts to creep in because you keep hearing it from people that oh you're where they be you're the force you be this you be that meanwhile you know they see yourself like that right but then for my um past experience about imposter syndrome just like i was saying right, it started for me um i thought i was doing well right i was posting my work people were saying oh it's nice and things right so i thought oh yeah everything they go on smooth and then i started working professionally as a ux designer right and then my second day I had nowhere to do so i was like oh let me 
play around with the platform that we are using and let me try to tweak the designs here and there right and then the manager comes in asks me like oh what am i doing i'm like oh i don't really have anything to do so i'll just play around to see what's up and then this one says he wants to see the work right i show it to him and then this man looks at the work shakes his head like no this is bad right the way he was saying it and he he's very do i say he's very um emotional or passionate whatever it is right whatever feeling that he's having he shows it out to the very extreme so if he's happy the whole office will hear if he's upset the whole office will hear that kind of thing right so you can imagine someone like that telling me that your work is trash right and mind you this was just my second deal so all along right for like maybe six months or something into design to that point i was feeling like a superstar and then all of a sudden i just go from 100 to zero in like 10 seconds right so then for me that's when it kind of started well that's that's like some sad thing right there because charlie and that was one thing i had um, i hated in one of the you know my past jobs yeah, some of the designers will do work and then you pass this to, let's say, like the senior management and then kind of like the feedback that you get is very, very bad or negative. I mean, that's one thing most people don't know how to do, especially giving feedback and critique to kind of like the design work a designer has done. Because to tell a designer their work is trash, shall you kill that designer and creativity for like the next few weeks, if you understand. And it's a very, very bad thing. The person, like Michael was saying, he had this confidence for like six months and in just 10 seconds one random person comes in to just trash everything and for the next couple of weeks or month he will feel like charlie or they do something wrong or this thing so yeah it's, it's a bad thing and if you realize everybody that spoke said something different in terms of how their experience went michael's own started because his boss gave him a bad feedback saying his work was not good someone's own was because if I heard you right, someone, it's almost because probably maybe some people start seeing you as some kind of standard. And once they see you like that, you don't see yourself on that standard. So you start to feel like, actually, what if I'm a fraud? And I think Jeffrey too has the same kind of experience. And mine is also like, I've never been in the position where, okay, I think I have, where I was saying I was, um, sometimes you do the work, you push it and they're like, this is trash. What is this? But then one thing I realized was those people are not designers. So even though their feedbacks sometimes should be welcome if they say it i know they make it get into my head like that you don't understand so yeah i think everybody has shared the experience on imposter syndrome probably dive into um maybe some ways you go feel overcome them i think everybody mentioned some of them with jeffrey talking about evaluating yourself from time to time and all that so i'm not start with jeffrey go talk plenty i'll start with Samuel. he says he doesn't want to talk plenty on this one maybe some few with maybe one or two pointers on how um you overcome this imposter syndrome my former colleagues we had this conversation somewhere last year and my answer is going to be the same as today i still don't know no. me, i still don't know yeah i'm not <laughs> even going to say it. me i still don't know i don't know the because i know people give a lot of textbooky responses to this like you have to be this you have to be that you have to be this me i don't know i don't know so if anybody here has the answers i'm open to listen and implement them because I've, I've come to understand it's going to come so i just write it Right. So whenever it comes, I, I just maybe if it means I have to take a break and do something entirely different. That's why I really enjoy that I've started picking up other hobbies outside of design. So if you realize I don't really post any design related stuff design cleans these days. Yeah, on my Instagram. I used to do that a lot. I don't really do that anymore. Normally they come from overthinking, maybe 
you get a new job then for using myself as, a, as an example most most of the companies i've worked in in like the past two years right i'm normally like the only student there or probably maybe the only kiddie for that side you understand so i start to overthink and feel like actually what if um tomorrow i wake up and i don't have this job again and all that so it normally comes from overthinking so kind of like finding a hobby like someone was saying doing something else going to shoot dubai videos playing the, games the dubai you know, yeah. party they be me that party they be me dubai agenda <laughs> it's important <laughs> nah, it's important <laughs> hey, so it's not be important it'd be important oh it'd be very very important be very so important. yeah i think i think fi- fi- finding a hobby actually works Someone like me, me, I don't really get any plenty of this. So if I they I they feel like this, I just either just turn off my laptop, go watch a movie, or maybe play a game or sleep, or maybe go chat, scroll on social media or something like that. But yeah, you just get your mind off it and it works. Um I'll pass the mic to Michael IV. Right, so yeah, I to be honest, I don't really think there's a way you can deal with it, right? It's mm-hmm. it happens. Sometimes you'd have to learn from the experience right uh maybe it costs you something maybe not so if imposter syndrome has cost you something that should be a reminder in your head every time that you feel it creeping up right it just should remind you that oh the last time you're feeling this way and then you actually listen to that feeling it cost you xyz so now what's up you take a step back try to analyze the situation and then see what you can do you just give it your best and then if it works out fine if it doesn't then you move but yeah it's not something that you can just overcome completely right whether you're starting a new job you've gotten a promotion or someone is seeing your work or you jump on twitter and then you see um people you admire your colleagues doing things whatever it is right it comes in different ways and then there's no way you can completely overcome it so yeah that's that's actually a strong point it will come always, but it doesn't mean you have to give up to it. You for continue whatever you're doing. Jeffrey, you get anything to add to what someone and Michael already touched on in terms of like maybe dealing with um, imposter syndrome or kind of living with it? Yeah, so I think I, I touched on that when I started. So there are points or they kind of buttress my points where I raised. Because yes, you need to self-evaluate yourself. You need to also know that this thing a day it will happen. So it's all about how you you work around it, right? Because always, I me mean, I always talk. Whatever happens, like counts in your way. Normally, be how you go tackle them. If you dwell in it too long, it will fuck you up. So normally if it happen like that i just know say it did happen so just find a way bounce back then we move charlie michael um let's let's get into the experience i think amongst all of us michael we this imposter syndrome really hit and like so tell us i mean your experience let's 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 hear let's hear your just like i was saying right it's something that you just have to deal with it comes and then you just let it be right so um sharing another experience in was it last year? I think it was last year. Somewhere around July last year, right? Jeff and I were working for this organization, right? And then uh, I told Jeff that, oh, I'm quitting, right? And then Jeff told me that, oh, Haptel is hiring for a designer. So if I'm interested, I should apply, right? I applied. I went for first interview. They called me back for a second interview. And then the second interview, 
I actually didn't know what the interview was about, right? They just told me to come. So I go there and then there's this lady sitting there, right, doing her thing. I also sat down, was pressing my phone. Then like 10 minutes later, the head of the department comes back and says, oh, we're waiting for one more person and then we start, right? So then this one person comes finally and um, the head of the department comes once again, tells us that, oh, we should give him like 10 minutes, he'll be back, right? So then the three of us were talking and then these two people were sharing their experience, right? When they started, what they've been learning, what they've been doing and all that, right? And I was just sitting there listening to them like, hey, see all these things that these guys are doing, right? They've done the Google course, someone teaches design after class, some plenty, plenty things that they, they were saying, right? And then I was just there listening to them, thinking to myself, ah, but when was the last time I even learned something around design? And then they were just talking, I was listening, I was listening, I was listening, I was like, no, nah, I don't think I can do this with them. So from when they were talking, right, from that point, I was just psyching my mind that I'm not really sure I could do this, right? And then the head of the department comes, he gives us a challenge, right, to do. He separates us, and then keep in mind, the challenge is also very simple, right? It's not anything difficult. It's something that everyone here has done multiple times, right? If you've done the daily UI challenge, I'm sure it's something that you've come across before. So then I'm doing the work and then I start fumbling. I'm moving all over the place. My ideas and everything were just all over the place. And then I think it was like, they gave us like two hours or so. So time is up. They put us all in one room for a review and then I'm just sitting behind my laptop looking at my work like, ah, but what did I just do? I was looking at it and I was just thinking to myself that, nah, actually, this won't work. So we go through the review, we all present, right? And then before we, I even started presenting, I already knew that I wasn't going to get it. So long story short, after the review, I didn't get the job. And then the marketing manager said she'd like to see me right after the interview. So. After the interview, I went to see her and then she asked me that what happened. And then I told her that, oh, this is what happened, right? Before the interview, I was listening to the stories and then I started psyching my mind that I'm not sure I could, I can do this thing, right? And then the look she gave me, as soon as I saw her face, I was like, bro, nah, this one there, we nah, do our. So as I was going home, I was just thinking about it, that, ah, what did I just do? What did I just do? What did I just do? And then... For like a month or so after the interview that's all i could think about right and then one day i was like ah you know what this thing was my own fault i made imposter syndrome kind of get the best of me and also from my conversation with the marketing manager right i knew that oh okay cool she made me understand that a lot of people applied right and then to get shortlisted and then make it through like the interview with the challenge right they had to go to a lot of people so that alone means that yeah you are good enough to actually get there so from then i was like nah actually i won't let this i won't let this thing happen right next time if i get called i'll put my best foot forward and then if it happens it happens if it doesn't happen to then we move so yeah that was like one experience of it right so with that one i made sure that anytime i get called i'm going to put my best foot forward and then yeah i just keep learning just so I can steal my toes more. I remember, I remember that day very well. <laughs> Why well, someone was there? Yeah, someone was there. Yeah, this this topic is very something that I'm very passionate about. Like, like for real, 
because I've like I've I've said already I've experienced this countless times, and I just wish every other person could also see and recognize where somebody's going through this and be like patient or like take your time with them, because I wasn't there when they were doing I was upstairs right when they were doing their their the test that they were there they were supposed to design a log, login page, um I was upstairs doing my own thing there and so once they were done, someone just alerted me to come down and look at what they've done so i i come down where they were presenting me i wreck i don't know how i don't know why but i quickly wrecked the chairman was having that thing like he they go through him. i mean i think everybody there was nervous but i think i don't know how i don't know why and i think it's something maybe it's because I'm, I'm really passionate about this thing but i, I quickly recognized it that chairman they go through him. so even after that whole thing we now jump on the call i don't know if you read the guy we now jump on the call back it we like I did try talk to um try understand what to go through because I, mean, I knew it'd it be dancing song because the fact that the marketing manager uh, tell you say you've been selected in the interview so you're good enough it should tell you that you're good enough because if you weren't that good right you wouldn't have gotten to the next round you bob so yeah it's I just I just wish people or companies in general I mean this was an interview I just wish people were able to recognize it. Or can easily recognize when people are going through things and realize that what they've done or what they are doing is probably not their best work. It's because of A, B, C, and C. And maybe they, they have systems in place to help people like that. Yeah, I just, I'm just happy that you don't let that whole thing bring you down. Yeah, because I, I recognize that it could. I'm just happy you didn't let it bring you down. The, the story maker makes that same <laughs> And like someone some will say, sometimes I'm... Some organizations for kind of like know that this is not like the person's best work probably because of the situation and the pressure i think i mentioned this sometime back as i start design fresh fresh right then i don't know how to present or talk through my design decisions and all that way that be problem maybe some, something similar when the person is starting you don't expect them to be kind of like oh you know um like an expert in doing that and all that and i think michael michael mentioned something um yeah you need to recognize it Charlie. you know that thing right for example, he was listening to the stories they were saying at that particular point in time where it gets into his head. So probably throughout the whole um, challenge he did do and challenge head inside or say, Charlie, this people they do this miss it. like he said, when was the last time I learned design? Now you know for let then things get into your head because one way or the other you get something um to you know to put out there. So um Jeff, you get any experience? I mean we've been this is been almost one hour, but maybe something short from your side. Oh, me, um, I think I will touch on the part where companies for identify and help candidates where, when they are in that situation. Because um, recently I had a friend go into a, like a practical interview. It's in the engineering role, just by the way. Um, and uh, this shoddy, she go there and say, make she do some wiring then sense. Can you imagine, say, when the instructor or like the invigilators, when they came around and the girl was struggling, they were laughing at the girl. Wow. And that's actually like distracted the girl from actually doing what she wanted to do because then or she started like thinking to herself, say, actually, this engineering thing, I, it's like I chose the wrong career started questioning herself and all that but just imagine if 
they approach there and ask, oh, why are you struggling? What, how can they help you, right? Then you guide her through. Probably she will never think like that. She will be like, okay, since these people then help me out in the, what, how I will feel approach, I'm like, improve my body. But the approach they took kind of like, took the wrong turn because uh, how you feel after me? Because, yeah, Wako school, four years, and it's like she can't do anything. And I said, four years, like she didn't really learn anything. And it's really sad because, yes, I mean, when when you look at our educational system, we have our flaws, all right? But it's really bad if you've learned something over like a couple of years only for just one project or one assignment to fuck you up. Like, it'd be really bad. It'd be really bad. You will feel like, ah, in the science, what now they take do? You get it. And I think that was the same way um, Michael was feeling. Like, ah, if like, you do something, ah, you did do one for a couple of years then, only for somebody to come and talk trash, say, oh, you cry, be like the design for you consider me, you know, be, your, you know, be something you for do. That one, it will feel discouraged you, that is. But, yeah, so the approach, the approach, they always matter. Like I said, the approach is really, really important. Because how you go pick up from there, that's what like matters the most. Because at the end of the day, nobody will can tell you say, oh, you say of this guy, if the imposter syndrome, that's why he fuck up the work. Like this life now, be ruthless. He cares on time. At this things, people not really they consider more. So it's all about how you picked up. That's why I always say that no matter your your challenges, I mean, no matter what you go through, don't make it define you in a in a way that you always be like oh into a waiting i'm here and say waiting i'm here say like that's an excuse for in quotes losers right because people always use their bad experience to explain their bad stuff they are doing i don't know how to put it for instance it could be let's let's make this analogy in relationships where people go through shit then at the end, Nunafi, then they treat the, the my recent partners like shit, all in the name of, oh, I'll go through this shit, that be why. You get it? Yeah, it's all about you picking up. So, if at the end of the day, you dwell in this imposter syndrome, it will fuck you up, like, really fuck you up. And you, there you go, realize, hey, Charlie, this world is still the move on. Despite you feeling that way, it's still the move on. People are still getting jobs, people are still putting in their resumes people are still designing although they are not like better than you but they are still doing it you get it and if you dwell in it for long you realize hey Charlie what kitchen so I always say this it's all it's all about like Alote said perspective how you go picture how you go take move forward then Charlie get out of it then move thank you thank you Hissin and just just a little background story i interviewed for a role somewhere talking about um people in this kind of organizations helping and all that for example your, your female party in engineering story and all that. i interviewed for a job somewhere and one of the processes the it was a one hour call they went through every single design project and they were looking for someone with a very UI, good ui skill so then, then they look i think i told you guys this last two weeks or so then they look at pixel for pixel right and it got to some point in time 
some of the stuffs were messed up in the design for example maybe a little bit of misalignment using the wrong font sizes and some of these design and all that and i mean this be some of the things that were done from pressure like maybe a very short timeline so maybe i had to do the thing fast then i overlook it and all that so as the um the the my senior designer they go through he sees some of this and you ask me i'm like oh probably an oversight and all that the way the person was responding actually made me feel at the beginning i, I started feeling tensed right but then her response started making me feel okay she was like oh yeah this is like this happens yeah she understands it like oh yeah she can see this probably this and i was like oh wow this is actually so at that particular point in time i became very calm but then at the beginning i started being like actually what kind of messed up um mistake is this and all that but because of how they approached it it made me feel even if she was lying right it made me feel okay to be able to kind of go through because it was just at the beginning of the interview so charlie if you mess up at that point for the next 40 minutes 50 minutes you'll be messing up and all that so when people find themselves in that position therefore therefore do something charlie you can't come in the laugh at somebody charlie, like it'd be serious like someone's four years in school and then like 10 20 minutes of a challenge and you're laughing at them in the pop so um even as designers if we find ourselves in senior roles interviewing and all that if stay calm and be like someone be able to identify that oh charlie this person the good throw i'm like <laughs> you'd be under tension and all that so so for me what i would say is that when someone is giving you feedback about your work right even though like it could touch you of course it will hurt when someone gives you negative feedback but then try as much as possible to ask a lot of questions about what the person is saying to get a fair idea of where the person is coming from right because um once you're able to ask the questions actually get to the root of it you would find a way to learn or grow or improve what you've done right rather than just like taking it and then running away with it and then going somewhere to go and cry like oh yeah this person said this this person hurt my feelings blah 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 but then if you're able to take that step back and then ask a lot of questions about what happened you will find ways to improve your work and at the end of the day you get to produce better work next time one thing we've all been saying is maybe doing a work and getting feedback maybe going for an interview or something and then maybe someone's response you know triggered these whole emotions and all that but sometimes nothing triggers it I don't know if it happens to you guys, but sometimes maybe uh, while as you are climbing the academic, um, academic ladder, <laughs> you are climbing the career ladder, maybe you are going from senior designer to maybe a manager or something, right? It starts getting to you like, hey, Charlie, um, to speak to you, how do I even put it? They pan a mini or something like that, then maybe you are feeling like you are not the right person for this room, and then you start feeling like an imposter and all that. That is different from maybe someone giving you a feedback, right? Um, when it happens, I, I, I mean, I don't know if um, it, has, it has happened to any of you, but sometimes I do feel that way because you're like, maybe a year ago, you were in this position where you were maybe a junior designer, and then the following year, maybe you were promoted, and then you started feeling like, Charlie, um, am I the right person to be here? You start getting scared, and it all comes out to what we're talking about from the beginning, where um, imposter syndrome sometimes is a sign of you growing, actually, because um when you're comfortable you'll be like okay yeah i'm comfortable i know how to do this but once you are being challenged and you know you're getting things to do and all that you start to feel that way um some yeah so i mean what you're saying is true for me it's uh, yeah i've experienced i think one of the times i experienced it it was along these lines where like it felt like i just it was moving too quickly i mean as compared to some of the other 
people designers around me or basically like some of my peers or mates that i know compared to how like i was growing fast in my career as compared to them i just feel like like i'm, I'm pretending to be something i'm not which is making me get the things that i'm not I'm, I'm getting maybe i don't deserve it because i mean what's different what's so special about me that the people around me are like going at a what i see to be as a normal pace but i'm going like at a very fast pace throughout my career so i think that is very true that is very very true because it got to a time like practically every team i was in aside where i was where you guys already know like all of them be old men all of them be old men all of them and it was very crazy like consistently even from my very first role i was consistent i have been consistently being the youngest person in the team Right, and then going to the other rules that I was in, I was always consistently the youngest person, right? And it'd be crazy, it'd be it, it, so. So for me, it was it was it was it was very interesting for me, and it's that's what I'm saying. It helps when you you just have to go through some things, right? Because people might tell you, okay, do this, do that, do this, for you to be able to get rid of this imposter syndrome. But the thing is, everybody is different. It's just like design; every problem is different. So don't just go and copy someone's solution to their their products and put it in your products be, and just see because they work there to work in yours you are just copying blindly and the results go fee be, be the difference between your company losing millions or gaining millions so don't just i mean people will see a lot of all those textbooky stuff that like do this do that do that but you have to you sometimes have to just experience it go through it and then find yourself understand yourself better and know how to deal with these situations because quite recently to us put in a team where then I was I, I was basically the lead of that team leading the project of like easily 40 50 year old so the youngest person on that team would be like mid 30 and here I am 25 year old boy but I have to I have to lead these people so initially it was creeping in that whole imposter syndrome thing was creeping in but I had to just psych myself and kick myself out of it and be like yo I fucking deserve this thing cause yo I actually know things like I mean no cap I'm actually very good at this. I, I don't say it a lot, but I just have to psych my mind and say, yeah, I'm actually very good at this thing. There's, I, I deserve this as much as all these people. So if I'm going to be then I'm going to let this thing get to me and then I'll not perform well and then I'll lose this opportunity today. And they are there. But yeah, I had to, and it, I was able to do that because I've, I'd gone through all these experiences. And I think in the last one, Michael mentioned that you have to understand what it costs you like every time it happens what to cost you and then know how what to learn from it and how to what to, what to improve and that's very crucial so once you always do a retrospective every time it happens then you understand okay this is what went wrong this is what you can do better it's similar to if you are doing a sprint in your company right you always do a retro seeing what went wrong what went right and what can be improved and what we've learned and everything so every time it happens you have to always do that uh, introspection and understand what you can improve and what you can do to make it better right so you just see it as every opportunity that counts. If somebody assigns you to do something or gives you an opportunity, it's because they actually believe that you can do it. Because they could have easily given it to other people. So don't think that you are defrauding somebody. It's, I think maybe it's also because of their brain, how their brain works. Their brain is also trying to keep you safe by keeping you in your comfort zone. So anything that seems like you are growing too far, it sometimes feels uncomfortable. And so their brain will try to keep you in. In that comfort zone but that's not how you go so just have that in mind thank, thank you very much Samuel. and i mean I, I kind of have the same experience like you i started working while i was in school so every company i enter 
I'm either the youngest, the only person in school, sometimes even the only black person there. And sometimes you start feeling like, Charlie, am I supposed to be here and all that? And just like you said, the brain is the cause of all these things because it makes you feel like, nah, Charlie, where are you going there? What if you wake up tomorrow and then you're like, we are sorry, but we found someone better, blah, blah, blah. And you need to, you need to, um, Look at yourself and then you understand. Just like someone will say, he knows this thing. You understand? So he knows that he deserves whatever he's achieving. And that's a, a good way to look at it. I think we've touched on most of the points. I don't know if somebody gets additions. No, I think that'd be essentially it. So the long and short of it all is it's going to come. It, it, it's probably not going to come once. It's going to come multiple times. And whatever it is that whenever it comes, you just have to do a, an introspection, just like Jeff and Michael. And all of us have been saying, understand what it costs you, understand yourself better, and then see how best you can improve upon it moving forward. One thing to always realize is that no matter what opportunity it costs you, there are always going to be bigger opportunities. That's personally one, one, one thing I've always have learned throughout having my not so long or short career. Right? You might think that, and it's not just about imposter syndrome. You might think that, oh, because you suffered this and it cost you this, oh, you're never going to get an opportunity like this, and oh, that's even going to get you deep into that spiral, or whatever the right word is, right? So you might just keep being hard on yourself and being down, feeling bad and all that, because you feel like you're not going to get a better opportunity. You are going to get a better opportunity. So again, like I always say, it's just a universe's way of preparing you for what's coming next, or what's ahead of you in your journey, right? So it's a matter of you try learning from that and then getting ready when the opportunity comes. Because remember, success is when preparation meets opportunity. You bow. So if you don't learn from it and another one comes and then the, the same thing repeats itself, you get imposter syndrome or you feel like you can't do it and then you mess up again. I mean, yeah, you can feel whatever you need to feel because obviously we are humans. We feel bad and all those things sometimes. But get yourself out of it and then again an introspection become more self aware understand yourself better because i can easily tell you that okay this is what worked for me blah 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 some people might say oh slow down detach yourself from your work just like michael was saying do this do that do this but yeah yeah the only person is going to know what will work for you you bob but always know that there are always going to be better opportunities better and bigger opportunities that's when you look back you'll be even wondering why you were being too hard on yourself about that lost opportunity so yeah thank thank you guys for tuning in like this one be like some radio station so yeah this is your favorite podcast i mean charlie will be the best so anyways so keep yeah, keep following catch up, catch up, us <laughs> keep following us i mean we'll be bringing like so much content uh, next year and charlie i mean you guys are awesome this year on our rap come spotify rap and i mean charlie the start that came was really crazy so i mean we appreciate all of you i mean keep being awesome so yeah that's it for today peace Welcome everyone to another episode of the Design Junkies podcast. This may be the last episode for the year. So um, we have a special guest with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, 
I'm Damio Shoba. I'm, I'm a UX designer based in Toronto. And um, currently, I'm...